Hey everyone, my name is Addison. And this is Jordan. Welcome to the Mesh Teams podcast, a podcast all about leadership and teamwork. And today we're going to talk about embracing your limits. Addison, it's good to be with you today. I know, it's finally good to be recording. I know, it's been a little bit. Uh, what's ironic <clears throat> about this particular episode is that uh, it's called Embracing Your Limits. Mm -hmm. And as our listeners may uh, see, that this particular episode was released... Uh, a couple weeks late. Yeah, like three weeks, a few weeks <laughs> late. Um, and part of that was because uh, we had to embrace our own limits. Truth be told. In the fact that I uh, lost my voice. It was gone, y'all. A little was, case of laryngitis. It was like a whisper. Jordan yeah. could barely even speak a word. I, I couldn't do a thing. So he we, would have been awesome for like some kind of LARPing or some kind of storytelling, like medieval storytelling. Yes. Because it was like an old man that was like haggard. It was like Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, I had to embrace my limits and our limits. And although it bothers the perfectionist in me that wants every episode to be released, to be released on the first Wednesday of every month without fail, um, it had to change for this month. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. just did not happen. So here we are recording a podcast on embracing your limits as we've had to practice it ourselves. So Addison, uh, what is, what does it mean to embrace your limits? It kind of sounds a little limiting <laughs> i think that it often gets a bad rap i think embracing your limits oftentimes people think of it as something bad as something that's negative but i really do think that it's freeing and that it actually creates the conditions for creativity hmm. and innovation i know that for me as a designer i get really frustrated actually when somebody comes to me and tells me hey you have a blank slate you can do whatever you want I just need this as the end result. Well, it's hard for me to understand how to walk down a path of design if I don't have before me some kind of limits. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want it light? Do you want it dark? Do you are do you are you trying to make something happy? Are you trying to make something sad? Like, what? Where are we going with this, and how do I get there? Yeah. So I think limits and embracing limits actually breeds the ground for creativity to happen yeah like a limit is a boundary mm -hmm. right so it's embracing what those boundaries are because it kind of helps guide you along the path which is really interesting because creatives uh from my perception understanding tend to not want limits or boundaries they want to explore the wide world of colors and all the things and abstract and abstract art they i mean that's me being a person that's not maybe as Abstract artistic, art. but you know, it, it seems that the word embracing your boundaries in the creative world that you live in is actually like something that is resistant. Is that like, how do you play with that tension? It's a difference between a flood and a river. I've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. A flood has no boundaries. It has no limits. It has no constraints. So it's really destructive. Whereas a river, it is as just it's just as dangerous as a flood, but what actually helps it to create the conditions from which it can breed life is the fact that it has banks. It mm -hmm. has some constraints on it. So in the creative process, it's good not to have, don't limit me in my design thinking. So if we are talking about designing packaging, don't get on me because I'm asking you questions about movies 
or I'm moving to like some abstract thought that you may feel doesn't have anything to do with it, but maybe me as a creative, I, I need, I need that. Mm -hmm. I, I need to go to those extremes. So it's the extremity of thought that you don't need limits on, but you do need limits to help create some life and to actually mm. jumpstart your creativity to ignite it. So in a way, tell me if I'm wrong here, but in a way, in the beginning of the process, you're exploring where the limits are, mm -hmm. which means it starts out boundless. Yeah. Because you're finding where you're hitting the walls, right? Of the client or of the brief or whatever it is. So you're saying, what about this? What about this? And you're kind of exploring yep. all the different options that you can think of to help that client or that project kind of come into focus. But as you accept and embrace yep. the limits that you're finding, it brings things into it gives banks to the river by which you can bring life and direction to what you're trying to create. Is that, you got it. Is that a fair you assessment? Got it. Embracing your limits. We'll talk about this more, but embracing your limits helps you to do three things. It helps you to clarify what's important and what's not important. It mm -hmm. helps you to dream about what's possible. And then it helps you to actually determine what's needed. All right. So let's get into number one, uh, clarify important and what's not important. When we talk about clarifying what's important and what's not important, I think that this is where everything starts. You can't really move on to number two or number three unless you have a very clear sense about what's important to you. And I think even more so what's not important to you. Mm. I think that what finding out what's not important to you will actually be a little bit more powerful than clarifying what is important. So for me, it's really important for me to spend time with Luna. That is parent. your daughter. Yes. Luna is my daughter. She's three years old at the time of this recording. And she is a lover to death, obviously. I'm a father. So for me, spending time with her is paramount. And that is really important to me, which pulls into focus some things that are not so important to me. So there's some things that I'm going to have to let go or my health, my health and longevity in being there for my daughter and being there for my family is really important to me. So I now have to make decisions that are in line with that point of clarity. Mm -hmm. So if my health is really important to me, that means that what I eat is really important to me as well. So I'm not going to go to Burger King for lunch on a consistent basis. I'm not going to have the milkshake all the time. I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to orient my life and orient my business, orient my team to what's really important. Mm. Which I love that you moved. So we've gone into a creative space, design space. You've gone into like a business space and we're also now going into your home management. Sure. Because we're all managers of a home. We have to embrace the limits of our home life and all those things mm -hmm. and have to determine what's important. Or in other words, what we value. Yep. Because what we value, we prioritize. So by clarifying what's important, it's to say, hey, what are the things that I, I need in my life to thrive? And what are the things that or what are the things that this business needs to thrive? What are the core elements of this business? What what is our what is the main things that make us tick? What is the main things that make us who we are? And finding that, clarifying that, and, and then what is the things that we're not going to do? Yep. Who are we not? Mm. What are we not going to be about? So if sometimes if you're having a hard time being specific about who are we really, think about what, what, are you what, what do you refuse to be? Mm -hmm. Like we refuse to return calls after, you know, any longer than 24 hours. We refuse to do this, this, and that. So then that brings into clarity 
okay, that means we're responsive. That means that's just an example. Or that means that we're this yep. or that. If I refuse to uh, be uh, not in the home, right, and to be and to not spend a certain amount of time a week with my kids, then that means that I'm that that means I'm drawing a, a I'm embracing a limit that now focuses me on what's important in my life, so that I can water the garden of what matters. Yep. Excellent. So, okay. Number one, clarify important and what's not important. Number two, dream of what's possible. Talk to me about it. So this is where you get into kind of the fun, sexy part of it. This is where everybody kind of wants to be is the dreamers. They all want to dream. Everybody kind of wants to live in this space. And I think that clarifying what is important or what you're not going to do, defining what you're, what you're not going to be helps you to better dream about what is actually possible. Because now I know what is right before me. I have $100, I'm going to the grocery store. And I have clarified that I really want to be a healthy eater. Well, now I can kind of dream of what's possible around mm. that space, around that healthy goal of eating healthy. So now I'm going to make decisions based off of that. And I kind of dream, of, I can dream that up. I can say, what kind of, well, what kind of recipes do I want to have? What what kind of things do I want to have? This is the part where it's a lot more open. It can feel a lot more free to dream up and to think about things when you actually know what you have in front of mm. you and when you've clarified what's important to you. Yeah. And in, in an organizational sense, when you clarify what's important, you're you're really clarifying your culture, mm -hmm. right? What my culture is going to be. And then the dreaming part is or what it's not going to be and the dreaming part now is okay now within what we want to create how do we dream that up and make it make it possible make it possible and make it like vibrant not just do it but like how do we do it in a way that matters in a way that brings life and meaning to the people and purpose to the people that are involved with what's important how do we remind people that it's important and have them uh, synergize with the with the passion about that thing and, and what's interesting about it is a lot of people like to start out and dreaming what's possible yep, first like start with number two. and then they want to like chop it all down. But what I, what's interesting about this is by determining your core values and what's important and then what's not to help you find out what is now we dream within those structures. Well, because when you do that, you can actually realize your dream. You can mm. actually have the thing that you've been dreaming about. If you start with number two, you may not be able to have that. Hmm. You may not be able to live in the reality that you've painted because you actually don't know if the picture that you're painting is really important to your team or if your team has the capacity to do it or if you culturally need to create something, you know, to in order to support that. But you're actually able to live in a reality that you can be working on constructing to make real. Yeah, there's an old axiom that says you can't have, uh, you can't create million dollar dreams on one dollar habits. There you go. Right, you can't create million dollar dreams on one dollar habits. So you can have all these dreams in the world, but if you don't decide what's important and then laser focus yourself on those things to then now dream and achieve those things, then you're just going to be a dreamer. Yep, that's excellent. So number three. Let's move on to it. Determine what's needed. So I love this. So if we think about this in the context of a journey, you've clarified what's important so you can 
you now know what is important for me on this journey. Who do I want to be? Who do I not want to be? Then you've dreamed up of you have dreamed up of what is possible. Now that you have a dream in your heart, now we can move forward on determining what's needed. So determining what's needed is really you just sitting down and finding out what is practically needed to make real what you've dreamed about. That's within your limits. That's all it is. It's just saying, what do we need? Do we need mm-hmm. more people? Do we need more? Do we need a, a, a project management tool? Do we need an expert? Do we need a consultant? Do we need a coach? Do we need, what do we need to make what we've talked about an actual reality? Mm. So in a way, and again, I, I like to hike. I'm an outdoorsy guy. So I'm just going to, I may have used this before, but everyone bear with me. If we're hiking a mountain, okay? Sure. We have to determine what mountain's important and what mountain's not, mm-hmm. right? This one's going to be important for me for X amount of reasons, whatever. Then we got to dream about what's possible. So on our way up there, what is the kind of in, what is the kind of experience you want to create as we get to the top of that mountain? What yep. what is what what do we want to have with us as we achieve that? Because the journey is just as important as the destination. Yep. So what is what is possible? that we can create on our way there. And then once we get there to then achieve the next thing. And the last thing is, well, those two things are great, but if you hike a mountain in sneakers and, in and, and, and you don't have the right equipment, I've seen it many, many times. Oh, Me and yes. you have actually led, uh, we've led some trips to the mountains to help kind of teams build together and grow together. And we, we always give a list every time before we go, we right. say, Hey, this is what you're going to need to have a comfortable, a more comfortable experience. It's not going to be comfortable because you're hiking a mountain and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But if you want to mitigate the uncomfortability, these things are important. These things are must-haves, right? But we've seen over and over and over again, people come to hike the mountain and they ain't ready. Mm-mm. They got these tennis shoes that are that their their flat feet are breaking out of, and they can't, <laughs> they, can't they can't get up that thing. And then, you know, they, they've severely underestimated and maybe not listened or whatever, but because they chose the wrong equipment, their journey became much more arduous yep. and difficult than it, than it needed to be. And so determining what's needed, what is the equipment that I need? What are the, who are the people that I want to achieve this goal? What are the, what is the, what is the software I need? Yep. What is the POS I need? The point of sale? What is the, whatever, the equipment, the coffee machine, the whatever to achieve that and let's start to find ways to collect those things so that we, we can make this journey um, successful. Yeah. And you're going you're gonna to have a lot of clarity around that because you know it's important. Mm. You know exactly what you know what's important. You know what, you, you know what you're not going to do. You know what you're going to do. Now it's, it's what tools you need for that journey mm-hmm. become a lot more clear. Because again, you're going back to this number one. Mm-hmm. Clarifying what's important and clarifying what's not important is going to act like a guidepost mm. to you making your dreams a reality. Yeah, It's going to be something that you're going to come back to because there's always going to be new dreams along the way. So as mm. you progress through, you're, you may have some new dreams or some, some new thoughts, which are excellent. It's great. Need will always be there. And those that's always going to be evolving based on your progress. But number one, what's important and what's not important mm-hmm. is a guidepost for you to edit along the way. Right. Because some for some people, the value is speed. 
Yep. I want to get up the mountain and I want to get up there quickly. And that's you're dreaming of what kind of culture you could build with speed, right? We're going to embrace speed. We're going to hire people that are going to be, they're going to love working fast. They're going to love running. They're, you're, you're going to, and then what's needed, you're going to need some people that have a level of fitness already. Oh, yeah. You're going to need some people that have some, you're going to have to equip yourself a little differently for speed than you are for, and you may have to take less with you in order to do so. Yep. Um, and less people with you because you have less liabilities. Whereas if your goal is to be steady and consistent to achieve this thing and your, your timeline is longer, well, okay, well then that means that we need some other thing. We need some, we need a tent. We need, we need some other elements in this journey to ensure that we can maintain and sustain what we're trying to accomplish. Right? Yep. That's excellent. So we got to clarify what's important, what's not important within that, within after building that box, dream of what's possible. What is the kind of environment? What's the kind of experience you want to make? Then we got to determine what's needed, what's practically needed to accomplish this task and then go for it. Then go for it. It's excellent. I think this actually leads really well into next month's episode about vision, how to visioneer and how to create an experience on the way up that you don't get lost in the sauce as you're mm-hmm. on the journey because you're it happen. we all know that on the way to any, any goal, any achievement, we all make them in January 1st, which is coming. We're just coming up. We all make these goals, these new year's resolutions that we're on our way there. And then life happens and we get distracted. And this person, you get sick, you get, you take a vacation, you do this, you get knocked off your track and then yeah. you fades vision, away. Vision leaks. Yeah. So what happens when this vision leaks mm-hmm. as you experience life and you go throughout these challenges? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk all about that next month. So we've talked about some of the things you need to kind of prepare your mindset for that journey. And next month, we're going to talk about how do you sustain an attitude that gets you to where you want to go. All right, Addison. Well, we're about to close out here. Is there any last words you would like to say to our audience? Yeah. I think listeners, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is to have a session where you sit down with the teams that you're leading and with the leaders that you're walking this stuff out through and identify these things. Take some time before the new year begins, before you really go jumping and launching into vision and communicating what that vision is and rallying your team around that before it's time to get plans together, that you sit down and you have a very clear understanding about your limits and look to embrace those things. Okay, so you are looking for hey, what can we do to clarify what's important and what's not important? Then you're going to dream about what's possible and then you're going to determine what's needed and what's necessary. What do you need to make these dreams a reality? Well, fam, we're going to leave it here for today and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone and leave us a review. You can get access to our show notes and learn more about how you can implement what we spoke about in today's episode at meshteams.com. And remember, we're all in this together and no step towards growth is ever too small. We'll see you next time.